Five more minutes, honey. That's Colonel, honey. The Sandman is threatening to drop me from his route. What was the last thing you approved of, Charles, besides your birth? Gee, oh, that is a toughie. that I care, but I do care whether you care or not, and that goes for everybody in this camp. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and join me, as always, my good friend, Simon. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 7, Episode 19, The Young and the Restless. It's the 166th episode overall. Directed by William Jurgensen, written by Mitch Markowitz, originally aired on January 22nd, 1979, and the production code is T421. Pierce. Pierce. Please, five more minutes, honey. That's Colonel, honey. How long have you been sitting here, son? I don't know. Who's president? I know how beat you are. But you'll feel better as soon as you slip into some hot coffee and a cold shower. No, Colonel, you're supposed to be telling me to get some sleep. Sorry, there's a lecture this morning. I'll give you two bucks to take notes for me. You want to be there for two reasons. First, this is going to show us a new heart technique. And second, it'd be a nice gesture to your commanding officer who could make your life so miserable if he wanted to. Colonel, I haven't rubbed the sleep out of my eyes for weeks. The Sandman is threatening to drop me from his route. You know I'm not that big on attendance, but this guy's a bundle of information. I'll wait till he bring him out in paperback. Next week, when that proctologist comes with his slideshow, you're excused. It's standing room only for that one. Uh, Colonel, I'm not really an expert on this, but when you walk, shouldn't one leg go up while the other one goes down? Be in my office at 10 and mind your own business. Well, the phlebitis again. No. If it's acting up, why don't you lie down and take it easy? Because it's superficial, and this whole place will fall apart without me. Ah, the indispensable man. Look, blood clots can be aggravating, particularly if they're yours. Do you mind? I've already seen a doctor, me, and I'm fine. And they plot something for this episode, the arrival of fresh-faced lecturer Captain Simmons and his subsequent performance in ER turns Winchester into a drunk, Potter into an invalid, and BJ into a bookworm. Meanwhile, Klinger begins acting like he's back home in Toledo. Hi, guys. Boy, I got no luck whatsoever. Who are you this week, Rosie the Riveter? I get here at 8.15. Plenty of time to catch the Crosstown bus, right? I bring my bowling ball to Adolph Sporting Goods and he starts drilling holes without even asking. Now I got six holes in my bowling ball. You know what kind of a hook that gives it? I throw it and it comes right back. What am I going to tell the team? All right. What team? You know, Ernie's Pizza Inferno. Ra 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 ra. I get it. We're in Toledo. Impossible. I wouldn't be caught dead in Toledo. Now I place you. Mr. Winchester, the doorman of the Commodore Perry Hotel. I recognize you from your uniform. Blow the whistle on him, Charles. Do not include me in your demented masquerade, Corporal. Corporal? Woo! They give him a uniform and he thinks he's in the army. You are one word away from going on report. Don't you know it? Every time I talk to a stranger in one of these cheap diners, he turns out to be a nut. Hold that bus. See you at the brewery, guys. 
And for our guest stars, we have James Canning, who played Captain Simmons. James Canning was born on July 2nd, 1946 in Chicago, Illinois, United States. He is an actor known for The Fog from 1980, The Boys in Company C from 78, and Elvis from 79. And of course, Kenny Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Amen. <laughs> There's a great difference of opinion at present concerning the preferable method of treating penetrating wounds of the heart. Amen. Please excuse my tardiness, it was purely intentional. You must be Captain Simmons. You can't be Captain Simmons. Major Winchester, Captain Simmons. You are Captain Simmons? Well, Afraid so. And I'm sorry for being so young. It's all right, you'll grow out of it. Carry on, son. At Tokyo General, we feel pericardiocentesis is the only proper required treatment. In figure A, a large needle is inserted into the pericardial sac. Constant suction is maintained. Now, the first trick is to know when the advancement of the needle is stopped. Trick? Hardly. <laughs> Advancement is stopped when resistance is felt through the tissue. Correct? Not quite, sir. It's when the motion of the myocardium is transmitted to the fingers and dark blood appears. Let that be a lesson to you. If you think he's good now, Charles, wait till his voice changes. <laughs> if tamponade reoccurs, then surgery is indicated. Then, with the pericardium open, the blood clots are removed. Excuse me, young man. Removing blood clots in the manner you advocate would uh, probably initiate a hemorrhage. Therefore, I, uh, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't, but I would. It's a risk I'd prefer to take. I beg your pardon. Repeat it for him while well, his ears went with his hair. If brisk hemorrhage occurs, you simply locate the wound, hold pressure on it, replace the blood as quickly as possible, and then suture. Captain, even a veterinarian knows that that procedure increases the likelihood of ventricular fibrillation. Right. That's why you administer intravenous procaine or pronesto. Give it a whirl sometime, doctor. You give it a whirl, sonny. Getting all this, Pierce? Sure. Give it a whirl sometime, doctor. You give it a whirl, Sonny. Just checking. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we got right? I know you know, but this chopper's coming in. Pulls out. Saved by the hell. Sir, you know you're limping again? I'm not limping. I'm favoring my other leg. Oh. Let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, I gave it 7 out of 10. Right. I like the fact that... Klinger is still acting crazy, like he's, you know, home in Toledo, but he's still working. Boy, this should get a stop sign for this corner. It's the most dangerous intersection in Ohio. Abdominal pressure stack. So during yeah. triage, you know, he's acting like, oh, these people, it's crowded, but he's still doing his job. So, I mean, he's, he might be, you know, pretending to be crazy, but he still has a, has a, a work ethic or, a, yeah. you know, he's still, he's still doing his duty. Um. Uh, I, uh, extra, extra pompous Charles in this episode. Don't worry, Colonel. I'm sure that Captain Simmons will be able to provide more than adequate coverage for you in surgery. I will personally do my best to help him right along. <laughs> um, again, this is like the almost like the chauvinistic thing. It's, this is a younger model coming into the camp who knows more because he's out in the in the real world, you know, in technology and and the times are moving forward and they're stuck at Nash. Um, just to see him, I think his pride was just, you know, taking a few hits. But mm. unlike, you know, Hawkeye, Hawkeye really didn't seem perturbed by the fact that this young, new uh, uh, doctor came in and, and, and knew things and did things differently than they did. Um, yeah, yeah. Apart you know, from I mean, just BJ, having to sit in the lecture, he was, he was all right about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, BJ, you know, he started boning up on, on the books. 
to try and catch up. Uh, each, it was fun how each person kind of reacted to it. Um, I like how Radar uh, was standing up for Potter. Listen, Colonel, I don't mean to pull rank on you, especially since I can't, but uh, as a friend... Appreciate you... it, son. Yes, sir. Oh, what do you think of Drunk Charles? Bryce, honeycomb, the rummy speaks. Ruined by a little twerp surgeon. Here we go again. My life is going up in smoke. It will if you don't stop breathing on that stove. Brilliant career. Shot to smithereens. That Potter's fault. First he keeps me here until my talents atrophy. And then he sends a little Bobby Shafto to come here and humiliate me. I'll get even with him. Someday he'll be older than I am, and then I'll show him up. I know I liked I liked Junk Charles. See? I th I yeah, I thought Junk Charles was more realistic. <laughs> uh, uh I liked uh, when Potter goes off on Winchester. Uh again. Oh, with them arguing. Over... Yes. Yeah, yeah that argue about who is best. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, that was brilliant. so good. Oh yeah, when they're both, you know, cuz he was Again, it's so hard for me to understand how these people can get totally blitzed and wasted and then have to you know, perform surgery. Mm. So, I mean, it's I, I just can't. I mean, I guess being there, you would want to get drunk or they're just really that good that they can work while intoxicated. Um, but, no, I did like their little rivalry. You know, who's, who's they're both not doing well, but they're both determined to... Uh, to the be you know best each other out, which was really fun, uh, but no, nah, but overall it was a good episode. Like I said, there was nothing super super special, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't it wasn't not enjoyable. It was it was it was a fun episode and it had some good moments, like most Smash does. You know, they do have mm. good moments in each one. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I really liked this episode. Uh, I mean, I gave it eight out of ten. Um, wow, I, I you're think, being generous uh, this round. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I actually so it's, unlike it's funny you because I'm. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, I must be in a really good mood when I was watching these. Um, yeah, no, I do, because I think I, I like the way that Hawkeye is really tired in this, and he doesn't want to go to the lecture, but when the lecture comes, he's sitting there, and BJ's taking notes, but he's still being a bit, oh, God, do I have to sit here? But then when he sees the, you know, the, the, the doctor in surgery, and BJ especially, BJ's kind of like almost um, enthusiastic about it. He, he kind of likes saying, oh, this is something mm -hmm. else that we can do. And Hawkeye's exactly the same. Yeah. Charles has always been somebody who thinks he knows it all anyway. And, uh, yeah. and I think uh, Potter has always had this scenario where he thinks he's too old um, to be in it. Uh, and he's constantly talked about retiring. The fact that Potter's leg is playing up before, at the beginning of this episode, is actually a quite nice nod because if he suddenly his leg started playing up after the, the surgery bit and he went missing... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Then you, you turn out, oh, it's all set up. The fact that he doesn't want to get out of bed, uh, just kind of say, oh, you know, what's the point? I'm not needed. I did notice as well that he's reading the book, uh, the same book <laughs> that he was reading about two series ago. So oh, he's, really? He's, That's yeah, a good it's the eye. same book. Um, nice. Yeah, so he's, he's obviously taken a long time to get it. Like you said as well, Potter and Charles arguing about who's best is he's, he's really oh, good. And the so whole good. thing as well, where Potter's signing the Section 8. And he turned out, look, I just need to ask you some questions like, what's your social security number? You know, whereabouts do you live? What's your rank? And then he said, this is a corporal. And he goes, ah! And it's the way, it's the way, it's the way you're having mortgages, because, aha! Like that. And it's, I love that. I really did. So, yeah. 
And again, it's like like you said that with the, the episode we had a couple of uh, a couple of episodes ago uh, with the chauvinistica issued. Um, you got it right there. Not shown by BJ, not shown by Hawk, but mm-hmm. definitely shown by Charles. Where you know he's he's trying to you know put the guy down because he's a young surgeon. But the, as you said, the guy has been literally learning all this stuff, so he knows what he's talking about. And they haven't they've been doing meatball surgery, so it's automatically yeah. you're not going to know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I really like this episode. Very cool. Colonel, what are you doing in bed? Now, don't you start. Can I have my samples, folks? I got a couple of hot prospects next door, newlyweds. Will you get out of here? See that? You can't hurt these little wonders. Now, as for you, why the mopes? Margaret, I'll tell you this once. My leg hurts, it needs some bed rest, and I'm entitled. No one's arguing with that, but you've been in here for two days and you know as well as I do that you've got to get up and move around. Suppose I don't feel like it. Colonel, you're no special case here. There's work to do and it's time you started doing it. Why? It's getting done without me. That's a lousy excuse, sir. I mean, what if everybody around here felt and did what you're doing? Nothing would ever get done. All right, Margaret, you made your point. I'll pull myself up. boy. This afternoon. Now! Come on, all right, that's right. Go ahead, fight with me. At least it'll get your circulation going. Now, Margaret, stop it. Attention, all personnel. Incoming wounded. Roll out the welcome mat. Now you've got no choice. I was just leaving. Let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I'll start us off. Uh, Klinger tells a social security number, and it begins with 556. Social security numbers have always been assigned geographically, much like zip codes, with 556 being a code reserved for California. But as far as we know, Klinger was born and always lived in Toledo, Ohio, where he should have been assigned a number beginning with a code in the range of 268 to 302. I love that people realize this and find that. Yeah. So great. Uh, Military changed from the old serial numbers to social security numbers in the late 1960s. Yeah, okay. Uh, The title is from the TV soap opera The Young and the Restless which started in 1973. And uh, I have the fun fact uh, for this episode. Now, working together for over a decade, many of the actors on the show continue to be best friends even after the show stopped taping. For instance, Loretta Sweets became close to almost all of the cast and crew and even became neighbours with her former co-star, Harry Morgan. The two lived in the same neighbourhood until Morgan passed away in 2011. And the older family is also still very close to Sweet. Very cool. That would make sense, though. I mean, if you're going to spend 10 years with these people or more, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to wind up, especially with those two. With I can understand uh, Morgan and uh, Alan, all the, yeah. uh, since they worked, you know, they worked a lot together. Will you look at this? Wonderful. It's true what they say. Even the great ones put their pants on one arm at a time. It's going to make a nice hat. Gentlemen, I forgive all your insults if you will only remove my head. Morning, people. Ah, it must be spring. The big bird has returned to Capistrano. Not the leg, Colonel. It's holding me up. What's holding you up? Get going. Amazing how a smiling face lights up a room. Let me warn you, Pierce. I'm nobody's sweetheart today. Ah, I think I'll scrub up. Good idea before surgery. Colonel, I'm glad you could make it. Because I'm going to have to be relieved. I'm in no condition to operate. Well, that makes two of us. Since misery loves company, we're both going in there. Colonel, that is not fair. With you here, there are enough surgeons to handle the load. And frankly, I'm quite indisposed. I don't want to hear it, Major. Oh, 
It's fine when you're lounging around, but if anyone else is a little under the weather, that's tough cookies, huh? Winchester, I'm sick of you. Ever since you set foot in this place, you've done nothing but whimper and whine. It's not my fault this war interrupted your Park Avenue career. For all your griping, you're just not worth it. Nobody's that good. How dare you! I've worked my butt off in this hellhole, and at no time have I ever shirked my responsibilities or fallen short of any reasonable request. I'm a damn good surgeon. And look who's talking, if you please, Colonel Sluggerbed. You can't stand up in surgery, much less fill my shoes. I'll put my bum leg against your fat head any day. You're no match for me in anything. I can drink you under the table and out-operate you over the table. Ha! 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 I wouldn't let you close Just for get me. in there. With pleasure. We'll see who can take it. Oh. Oh. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the Internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekyfanboy. And you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree it was a, it was a good episode, but no huge st- outstanding moments. Just kind of a, mm. a nice MASH episode. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I am Kenny. And I'm Meds. And we'll be seeing you. Uh, Colonel, I'm sorry to interrupt your feeling better, but there's a Mr. Klinger here to see you. Thank you, son. Send it in. Right. Uh, Mr. Klinger? Mr. Potter, you wanted to see me? Come in, Klinger. Sit down. Thanks. Boy, did you see him tearing down the Rivoli Theater this morning? I hear they're going to replace it with a three-story high-rise. All right, enough of this palaver. I got your Section 8 paperwork right here. What am I doing in Section 8? I thought I was working on the roof. Klinger, you've convinced me. At first, I thought all this not believing you're in the Army was just another scam. But you really think you're in Toledo, don't you? Don't you? Okay, let's get to it. I just want to check the facts before I send your paperwork on to HQ. I don't understand what you're talking about, but you're the foreman. Okay. Name, Max Klinger. Right, that's with one X. Got it. Place of birth. Toledo, Ohio. Fine. Mother's maiden name. Abodili, that's with two E's. Social security number. 556-782613. Rank? Corporal. Aha! Gotcha, soldier. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us.
That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Um, uh, what's this thing? Uh, oh, I'm gonna try. I'm reading my. I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes. I can't make heads or tails of my notes. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I a, Oh no, that's the wrong. I'm looking. Charles saved the day. I'm like, why did Charles save the day? No, he didn't say. That was the other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta read the right notes. Yeah, it uh, would help. <laughs> <laughs>